Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. On this week's episode, we talk about California Adventure, which is celebrating its 20th anniversary or whatever, birthday, whatever you want to call it, uh, of being built in 2001, February 8th to be exact. 2001 was when the park opened, Um, and we talk a lot about its transformation, uh, what used to be there, what's there now, what we enjoy most, what we used to enjoy and wish would come back. We talk about it all, so... um, Hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, if you guys want to follow the show, you can find us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is the Talking Llamas Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, and our Instagram page is at Talking Llamas Podcast. Uh, you can also send us an email if you'd like to get in contact uh, with any questions, comments, and concerns. Our email address is TalkingLlamasPod at gmail.com. That's TalkingLlamasPod at gmail.com. And if you guys would like to support the show, uh, the best ways to do that would just be to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, to follow on Spotify, and uh, to tell a friend, to get, you know, get the uh, get the word out there. That's really the best way to support the show. And if you really want to go the extra mile, uh, you can give us a little rating on Apple Podcasts. That just takes a quick second to give us a five-star review. And then um, leaving a rating as well would be a, a big, big help if you have a, a couple extra seconds. Okay, without any further delay, off we go. It is episode 81 of the Talking Llamas podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the show. I am Robert Camozzi, joined here, as always, by Thomas Nelson. And I'm Thomas Nelson. Thank you for the introduction, (laughs) my friend. How are you doing, Thomas? I don't know, feeling introduced. That's about it. You know, doing pretty well, except for, uh, well, except for nothing. I'm good. (laughs) That's good. That's good, Thomas. Have you received the email asking about membership options that will replace the discounted discontinued excuse me annual passes no i have not have you no i don't receive emails from disney destinations i'm not ever it doesn't seem like it not see i do but maybe i opted out of surveys at some point it's possible i don't know if michaela got it either yet so we'll have to wait and see um i ask because they did email out that little survey and we don't have to go through it too much but basically just giving options for what the annual passes could look like potentially uh, when they do reintroduce them. And uh, they're, they're different. Um, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting. I don't know. You had some time to sort of glance over it. I'm assuming. Did you, did you get a chance to do that? A little bit. Yeah. And I'm, I've got up in front of me now, some of the options it's, I, I mean, on the face of it, it's not good. It's not as good, for sure, no. and I think we expected that. I mean, there's some things that are like, it's funny because it's clear that there's like trade-offs, you know, like, uh, you know, some of them have max pass and others have parking and some of them have 30% off and some of them have 10. You're kind of like, you, if you're getting something, then you're not getting another thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I, I the fact that they're asking people to survey on this tells me that I, I don't know. It tells me that they're thinking of doing one of them. I mean, why would they be surveying people if they were like, which one do you prefer out of all these? If they were going to do all oh, of right. them, 
Yeah, so, that's a good. Well, because right now we haven't, or I should say before, there was an option. There was like four or five different, depending if you lived on, in Southern California or not, you, ha- you sort of had like several different options of, of annual pass that you could choose from. So I'm wondering, I'm just wondering how they well, plan on going about it. This is more information more quickly than I thought we'd get, that's for sure. They I mean, could be looking at, okay, what are the responses to the individual options that we're providing? Yeah. And gauge, okay, this one was really popular, this one not so much. And so they could change the one that's not very popular and just tweak it and send out a new survey maybe or just go with it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, all of these are more expensive than I anticipated. Uh, of the of the these ones that we're getting here, it's not like it's official. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, apparently there's other there's sort of other versions um, sort of floating around as well. I'm seeing like yesterday or the day before there there might be different versions of what they've emailed out to people and all of that. So it's hard to say, but initially the ones that they were looking at um i'm just looking at the other options here there there's a lot of different types of options that they're exploring but we get a general idea of what they're looking at and and what it seems like is you're going to get probably less um or maybe a varied varied options in terms of like what's important to you like is max pass important to you or is parking important to you uh do you want to have as many or as few blackout dates as possible rather um and how much are you willing to pay? And I believe they all have blockout dates, and they all require reservations. Well, that, okay, so that's the other thing. And I don't know if that's something that they're just going to do forever, or if they're just saying for now, for the next two years or something, they're going to have blackout or uh, reservations required. Um, well, the thing is, one of these options, again, not official, is fourteen hundred. I'm sorry, four, yeah, fourteen hundred dollars, and you're not going to have uh, basically full access to the parks. You have to reserve still. And you have blockout dates. Well, and you can only... For holidays that they would be open. And on this one that I'm looking at is June, July are also blocked out. Just completely. And you're, and you're paying $1,400 for what? In that scenario, you get parking? Well, that's good. It's good for someone who I lives mean, down there maybe, I guess. I guess. But you can't but go in the summer now? Yeah, you can't go in the summer and you can't go on big holidays where you could have before because you paid all that money and you had access. Yeah. So it's it's uh, very unfortunate to see that as something that's even floated out there because it's more expensive for less, like yeah. we anticipated. Yes. Well, and then there's the whole, like, you can only hold four reservations at a time. So, like... On, on one example, yes. Yeah. Well, and then, but I mean, in the, like, the, I think the highest I saw was six reservations at another time. I saw the lowest is two. That's bonkers. I can't yeah, even. But does that mean two days or two like trip reservations? I don't understand. I, well, I think it's. I think it'll be sort of how it is with um, the COVID thing, where if you have a if you have a stay at a resort, um, you can block out your entire trip. But that becomes a problem with Disneyland because there's so many. Like, okay, so right now, at least with Disney World, it's like okay, if you are staying at a resort hotel from. Monday to Friday, for example, yeah, you're only allowed to hold X number of uh, reservations at a time, or at least that used to be the case. I don't know. But if you're staying on property, you can get it for, and you're staying there for five, six, seven days, whatever, you can get a reservation for the park each day that you're there um, for the total number of days you're there. And that's not a problem. 
the difference is, is, you know, like you said, if they're only letting you do, like say you're an annual pass holder who doesn't live in the area but comes down, and you're only allowed to secure four days in the parks, like reserve, whatever, then you're running into a situation where, oh, well, okay, you can reserve four days in the park, you can do more if you're staying on property, if that's what they say. But if you're, if you're going down there, there's only two, well, I guess there's three options to staying on property, and they're not cheap. Like, Disney World has some cheaper options if you want to go down there, more affordable. Um, Disneyland has no such thing. So it's like, you're now going to force people to stay on, I, I mean, this is just speculation, I don't know what they're going to do, but you're going to have people stay on property so that they can secure more days. Um and then people who want to stay in the surrounding area either have to stay for fewer than four days or stay on property. That's kind of the, the only options they have available to them. If that's what ends up happening, that's going to change a lot of things. Um, but for so, how some people travel, I mean, I would imagine that most people probably go to Disneyland for three to four days max anyway. But like if someone wants to come down for five or six days and they're going to run into an issue, if they don't want to stay on property. If that's what they do. Yeah, we don't know. And they don't have much property to offer guests. Like Disney World has a lot of exactly. property. Um, a lot of different resort hotels you can stay at. Not the case in Disney uh, Disneyland. Yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, there's three options. I mean, to me, this is much more complicated than the other options we used to have. Even as they d- <clears throat> changed over time, including the like the Flex Passes. It's different. It's a little bit more complicated, but it was manageable. This is all much more complicated maybe as a as a like a, a way to get people not to opt in and they figure some, many will and many will not i based on these earlier i mean these early ideas i i don't think i would have much benefit and i'm not going to pay thousand dollars i think the lowest i saw somewhere was 800 but that, that's not i don't know you saw that too right yeah yeah well i mean the way I'm looking at it is I'm probably not going to have an annual pass for the next couple of years at least, um, not at Disneyland. And uh, I'll probably just wait and see. And, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll end up going t- once, maybe twice a year if they run something. Like the, one time, Michaela and I went in, in a April because they were running some, like, I think a day ticket. Th- a three-day park hopper was, like, Two hundred and ten dollars, and it was like, or like, I think if you added park hopping onto, it was like two fifty or something like that, and that was like a no brainer. If they do something like that, I'll go um, more than once, but I'll probably just make it like once a year type thing for a while, because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, I, I, it's just, it, it's hard to say. I mean, it, admittedly, who knows what they'll come out with, or if you know there'll be varied options that you know really fit what we like to do and how we like to do it. Um, but for someone who's living down there. I feel like it's going to be a lot more difficult for locals. And that's something that uh, is a big part of their annual pass holder base. And mm-hmm. I wonder how that'll work out. If it, And again, who knows? Maybe they'll have some pass that, that is good for locals. I don't know because this is not official in any way. But um, it'll be interesting to see if what happens if the locals in that area, like if the annual pass holdership of the locals drops by 50%. Like, what happens? I'm just interested to see. I'm not saying it'll be good or bad for Disney. Um, it'll be interesting, though, I think, to see. They've been trying, allegedly, like, these price hikes they've been doing is, the alleged purpose of them is to 
manage crowds, right? Because Disneyland is so much smaller than Disney World in terms of it has two fewer parks. The general area is just smaller uh, that Disney sort of controls. And then the parks themselves are like Magic Kingdom is not quite as big as, uh, or I should say Disneyland is not quite as big as Magic Kingdom. So it's this weird situation where they just have so much less space, but they have so many more pass holders who can come basically every day and they have no control over it really. So this gives them more control. Yeah. It's just so, I mean, it's so expensive. I, I mean, I'm thinking back to, I don't know how many years ago it was, maybe it was 2014, 2015. And I think we got our first annual passes, at least together anyway, with the intent of going, you know, mm-hmm. um, as a, as a group. And I got the, what was I think called the premier pass or something at the time. I don't think, were there any blackout dates on that thing? I'm thinking, I'm re- remembering it as no, that I could go anytime. It came it, with parking. It came with parking and, you know, the same 20% discounts up to 20 on merchandise or food or whatever, and then 10 for the opposite. Um, and it was only like six or 700 bucks. Yeah. And then now that was 600 was the base price of the flex pass, which was the lowest on the rung. 700 if you included max pass which i did that was just last year or 20 yeah it was 2019 anyway into 2020 and then these are all going to be either 800 at the lowest or i mean we don't know this for sure but the main options provided are a thousand dollars or more for fewer fewer benefits in my opinion and it's important to note that this probably won't go into effect for like a year from when they open i think i, I would have to imagine i mean um, but I mean, I guess I don't know for sure, but I, I just, I don't think they're going to roll out some brand new annual passport program before they've gotten the COVID thing. Whenever they reopen, they sort of get into a groove with that. Um, especially the way California is and how everything's so volatile and the, you know, my job reopened for like two months and then closed again. So you never really know what's going to happen. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I this is, a. Uh, well, I'll be interested to see too what happens in Florida because right now they're not letting anyone buy annual passes. You can renew, but you can't buy. So I'll be interested to see if they they have a much smaller base of annual pass holders down there. I'll be curious to see what they end up doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. And they're a much bigger know. park. I mean, I have no insight into that situation. Really, I'm looking more at the this, the offerings provided in this survey and uh, something called an anytime reservation is included, which I guess means that, I don't know exactly what that means. Maybe it means that you don't have to uh, make your reservation within a reservation window, which is what is also, it's all um, information that's also provided in the survey. Different passes have different windows within which you can make your reservations. It's like 90 days, 120 days. Yeah. And actually that appears to be the, the two options. But then this anytime reservation thing, I guess, nullifies that. But you have like, so for one of them, it's six per year. You can make six reservations per year at any time. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that must be what it means. It almost has to mean that you you can make it outside of that window, I, I guess. It's kind of complicated. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's complicated. And I'm remembering now with the Flex Pass, I forgot to make a reservation one day. It's It's just not intuitive if you've been in the old system yeah uh to make those reservations when before you just had to get you know make the purchase and then you have your ticket and you go in when you want people had speculated that um with them introducing new passes that the reservation system would be sort of here to stay i was i was really hoping not but that it looks like it might be and uh even for like the highest pass 
um, it seems that they have like on the docket. It's like, man, I, I don't know. I mean, that's um, that's rough because it's like one of the benefits is just kind of the ease of being like, oh, I'm just going to go to Disneyland for locals anyway. I'm just going to go to Disneyland this day because I feel like it. And same with Disney World, and it would be uh, unfortunate if that goes away. I'm imagining people would not love that. I, you know, it's like with a lot of things with this COVID thing, people say, oh, it'll all go back, you know, soon, everything, this is all temporary, blah, 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 blah. Some things aren't, some things will uh, remain. And uh, just because they're better for business or they just make more sense and it it worked out when they did it during COVID, so they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't begrudge them necessarily. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but um, that's the that's the point is, is is things don't always go back, so we'll have to wait and see. It's it's funny to to look at all this stuff and having gone there for the past eight years every year. Yeah, and Max Pass is great, but we're not paying for something that used to be free. Yeah, now the passes we're getting less fewer days for more money having to reserve days so we might not even get the days we want depending on competition and again more money potentially we'll see what actually happens and it's just funny to think that you might have to pay a thousand dollars for access to a park the the value you're getting from the pass is like parking i mean i don't know that's that's at some places for your membership like that's just that's not even included that's just a given it's bizarre to think about all the stuff that we're okay. This is great value. I get uh, you know ten percent off merchant. Well, okay. What if you don't even want merchandise, or you want some? But like, well, like 10% you said, you're, you're basically any, it's just you're basically paying in advance to have a percentage off merchant merchandise and food. You're paying to have more purchases that you're going to make. So special event tickets are discounted. Food and beverage merchandise well to be clear sometimes special event tickets are discounted not yeah, always on, on some passes yeah it's and then yeah block out days galore all of them have them the best well this is weird the 1400 option has the june july august you know uh block out days as well as easter christmas new year's and then there's a thousand dollar one that does not include block out for uh june and july and early august yeah i'm wondering i'm wondering if that's not because there's the six um, reservations on that 1400. That's the highest number of reservations. Um, and also you get the 30% off merchandise. So, and then unlimited yeah. photo passes available on that one, a dedicated entrance and a reward program. See, here's the thing. We don't know what a rewards program is either. That's part of this. I mean, all I know is the Disney movie rewards program was somewhat beneficial. Or it could be it could be like the Disney Visa rewards where like the more you come, you earn rewards points that you can use for later purchases. That I mean, that might be something that's good. I don't know. I have no idea what it is. Still, you're paying $1,400 in to get that benefit. Yeah. And there's it's two just, months that are just blocked. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah, you get the photo pass. I've never used it personally. And so that would be no value. You don't get max pass. And this is still the $1,400 one. Your parking's included. That's interesting. But uh, 30% merchandise versus like 10 on the uh, $1,000 one with no blockout dates. And uh, let's see. Yeah, you, can, you can't even make any time reservations on the $1,400 one. So you get six reservations held at one time. But okay, it's just, I don't understand how it's why even it's even proposed this way it doesn't make sense to me 
I don't, if we're not pleased with it, I really don't think that, uh, people who live down there, especially, or people yeah. that live within two hours or whatever are going to be pleased at all. And, uh, so we'll see. I mean, it'll, it, from the small amount of feedback I've seen, like comments on articles and stuff, and people are not interested in a lot of this. They'll, they'll comment on things like, well, I don't, you know, PhotoPass isn't for me. I'll use MaxPass. Like, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. To me, there's a lot more that, like, FastPass was free before. I mean, you it's can just, still do FastPass. You just can't do for, it on your phone the same way. For now, I mean. Yeah. No, no. I agree. It's uh, It might be an, only a matter of time before that is something that you must pay for. And there's other ticket options, too, they mention. I guess they might change how that works. There's something called a three-day multi-visit ticket, which I don't fully understand, because it has blockout dates, and it's $200 for an adult, 180 for a child. But you can't go June through September, sorry, June through December with that, which I don't understand it. Three-day multi-visit, you get, you still have to reserve. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, the, the clarity will need to be provided. Yeah. But they are asking for people's opinions. So you would think maybe there'd be, because these are totally different. These are There's different phrasing on this than we're used to. So it's like, I can't translate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just can't. I can't really translate it. You to, think Disney would have a, a better idea of what their, their guests enjoy from an annual pass program at this point. Yeah. And then they probably wouldn't even need that much feedback from us. And it's, it's weird. Now, admittedly, they aren't asking us. <laughs> They're yeah. asking some other people that we don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we went on that a little longer than I thought. We got into the nitty gritty, but it, it's interesting. Uh, and what well, affects us is somewhat locals, yeah. state locals. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Okay, well, uh, we can get to, to what we were going to talk about. You know, uh, California Adventure is celebrating a, what is it, the 20th anniversary? Um, yeah, 20th. In a, what, a couple weeks or something. February, February 8th. 8th. Oh, jinx. Indeed. Sodas and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, 20 years. So I remember when uh, California Adventure was opening, and I remember all the commercial, the commercial and, uh, you know, the big the grizzly peak was sort of their emblem at the time and uh yeah i remember that those days when it was first opening up and oh it has changed so much since uh since then and uh yeah i i only see two rides here on this list of rides um that still exists under the same name at that park um either it's either all the other attractions have either moved on or they uh, like they've changed, they've completely changed it. Like they demolished it and put something new there, or they've changed the name. And you know that's kind of part of the transformation that California Adventure's been going through. But can you guess what those two rides are? Well, Grizzly Peak, mm. River Run, correct. Um, Soren. No, it didn't come out right away, did it? No, yeah, it was a couple years later. Yeah. Was that two thousand? That wasn't two thousand nine, was it? No way. No, it had to be earlier than that. Um, okay, so not that one. Um, Opening day, opening day, opening day, opening day. The roller coaster. It's not the same name. Oh, oh, right. It's changed name. names. Boy, I'm really, uh, you know, botching this one. Uh, okay, so it's probably something smaller that you don't really think about. So why don't you just tell me? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's Golden Zephyr, which is that, that one that is those like. Oh, the rocket ships yeah, you're in? They oh. look like rocket oh. ships or something. Which is okay. odd, yeah. That is odd, isn't it? Other things that, you know, 
you might remember that are sort of just just really just gone now it's tough to be a bug that's one uh there's Maliboomer. that's one that was like a drop zone type thing i think if i remember correctly yeah just to take you up drop you down type deal yeah muppet vision 3d which i'm pretty sure is gone i hope it is because i otherwise i made a mistake but yeah i think it's gone i think uh that they yeah that, that theater is they used it for previews before they closed yeah. and stuff Mulholland Madness. Or did they uh, make it uh, Mickey's Philhar Magic? They might have done that. Yeah. yeah. Mulholland Madness, which uh, is, and these are all opening day attractions, by the way. Now that is Goofy's Sky School, I think it is. It, that's, I, that's the name of it that uh, now is Goofy's Sky School. Yeah, that ride just terrifies me. <laughs> I know. It's, but, a, it, uh, it's the same attraction. It just has a Goofy overlay now instead of Mulholland. The Mahala Madness was like, you know, the whole theme beginning of uh, California Adventure was like a California thing. So the boardwalk was like, it had like almost like carnival rides um, or yeah, something. Yeah. Like some something between like carnival and theme park rides. And uh, so, yeah, now we're... We, that's what the Goofy Sky School, Mulholland Madness, sorry. I mean, that that's a weird one. I'm thinking about it now. It's mostly just you're going on a roller coaster through metal. Yeah. There's a few, like, boards that show up with mm-hmm. Goofy on it, but it's it's really not a Goofy thing to me. I mean, it's just, it's the, the you get whipped around the corners and stuff, and that's kind of fun and exhilarating, but it's a lot of metal. Yeah. And it's, what, blue? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's red now for some reason, but yeah, maybe. I, I, who, who knows? Yeah, it's, uh, but... It, the park has definitely changed, um, you know, over the years, and it's become something that is not a half-day park. Like, you can spend a full day in there, and they've got all kinds of cool stuff that you can visit. Um, but it has changed quite a bit. If if you could bring anything back to this park, just one attraction, Thomas, you can think of off the top of your head, anything that's gone or changed even, let's say, just say it's changed, um, you know, to a different theming, is there anything you can think of off the top of your head that you would want to return? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm. I don't <laughs> have a list. Choo Choo Train. Oh, I don't have a list in front of me. I would take. I would bring back that entire land. Bugs. Bugs. Yeah. I don't know what they call it. Flicks something. I or think other. they just called it Bugs Land. They they had that we ride did. that was Flicks Flyers. We called it that. I think I saw somewhere it was maybe Flicks Fun Fair area. Oh, maybe. That's what I'm reading on Wikipedia anyway. Okay. But yeah, that whole area, I would, I would bring it back for sure. I think uh, I think kids had a lot of fun there, and we did too with Peyton when she was much younger. Yeah, yeah, that was um, a great spot. And they had, uh, you know, they had it's tough to be a bug for so long, and now that that lives on in Animal Kingdom. But that theater is, uh, yeah, is gone now. I am assuming. Um, but they've done so much to change it. I mean, to change the park. It, you know, Cars Land, of course, wasn't there when it first opened. Uh, they've really just added a lot of Pixar stuff to it is the, sort of the biggest and, and Marvel now of course is coming into it but yeah. the, the park is really a totally different place than it used to be um, and there's a lot of reasons for that uh, you can watch was it episode 5 I think of the Imagineering story where they talk about California Adventure I could be wrong it might have been the final episode episode 6 because mm. uh, that's what's coming to my mind I, I used to think it was 5 but then we did our series on it i think it is number six but either five or six so five or six yeah so (laughs) there's reasons why it was how it started and um it's changed so much over the years there the the original idea was like uh actually to be called westcott or that was one of the original ideas that they were going to make a park that was like epcot but 
you know, in Dis- in Disneyland and call it Westcott, which, I mean, it doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Um, well, because Epcot is an acronym. Yes, at least it was, and I guess they. I guess when it became Epcot, it was no longer that acronym because Walt had the acronym as yeah. in the educational pizza crust under oh, on on um what is it what's the t uh, tomorrow that's right what, no <laughs> what, what, what was it though i kind experimental, of experimental experimental prototype community of tomorrow that's yes. right i forgot the experimental part um yeah epcot started as that it was like a um acronym and then now it's just it's just what we call it, it doesn't mean that anymore it can't mean that based on what it is um, yeah, I mean logically. I mean, you could say Futureland carries through some of that, uh, whatever, and some of that legacy of it. But yeah, it's it, and every everyone knows it's not what it me- was meant to be. But the point is, is taking something that is called Epcot that whether you want to admit it or not, or, or whether it, it stands for that or not, I guess it was an acronym and was meant to be an acronym that meant something. And calling it and just taking that and and putting West and well, the other thing is it's not called Eastcot. In, in Florida, that's the other <laughs> yeah. thing that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So it's just, just flawed logic is, I guess, what I would say. About it really it. feels like a, just a working title thing. Like, hey, let's do a Westcott. Yeah, that's true. Because you know what Epcot is, so you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. let's uh, West Western Epcot. Okay, I got it. I guess but, it's uh, it's kind of just become a way of me to make fun of it. <laughs> because yeah, you're, I mean, it is ridiculous. Because you're right. It, it, if they had ended up going through with it, they ultimately probably would have thought of a different name for it or whatever. And if I remember right, it was gonna it was gonna be that I think Tony Baxter proposed that name anyway, and it was he was working on some ideas, and he he talks about in the Imagineering story anyway that I think it was different, like there was gonna be a Euro area, maybe an Asian area, something like that anyway. Yeah, similar to the World Showcase, and at least in that in that aspect, that would have been interesting, I think. But I'm glad that they, well, frankly, made the mistake that they did of going so much into California in this sort of haphazard way because uh, where we're at now is pretty good. I like it a lot. Yeah. I think that there's like two or three things that they really need to adjust, um, in the parks, something like Mahalad madness. It's like, okay, that, that could just be better. That could be something better. Um, or something like that area where it's like the, I think they call it the Hollywood backlot that where monsters Inc is, we're just dead right. back there. It's like, if you want to go on monsters Inc, which n- not many people do, you can go back there and do that. And then that, and then you have to leave cause there's really nothing to do back there. Disneyland doesn't have that. There's not really a part of Disneyland where it's like, Oh, this area is just dead. Um, so there's work to be done, but it's only been 20 years. That's not terribly long, considering that they basically they started with one thing that they basically completely scrapped and started over, um, and they've been slowly sort of transforming it. Yeah. Um, considering it's only been 20 years, I think that they're they're in a pretty good spot, considering all of that. So yeah, they are, and uh, I think they started out like it was more business focused um, in the creation of the park, and then eventually the Imagineers got a hold on it, and it's improving, as expected, because they're professionals at creativity. As we spoke about, Joe Rody is an example yeah. from last. Uh, so he, and I'm sure he, in a sense, trained a lot of the people who continue to work in Imagineering on a lot of these projects. Um, I I do think, uh, yeah, Goofy Sky School. You think it should be. Like something different now? I just think it's wasted space. I think you could do a lot with it. Um, and like it's kind of like a carnival ride with a yeah. goofy overlay on it because it wasn't originally a goofy ride. It's kind of like, you know, it's 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 almost supposed to be like uh, 
the one they have in the carnival area of Magic Kingdom. It's a totally different ride, obviously, but the theming is similar. I don't even know what they call that. Uh, but it's like a, a goofy-themed plane thing. The Barnstormer? That's it. Yeah. And uh, Well, even that one is more fun. More fun. It's uh, it's also like four kids, Mahal of Madness, but it's not. Like, it's, it's kind of a... I mean, Peyton likes it, mostly because I hate it so much. But um, it's like kind of scary it's like not for it's a weird like it's not a thrill attraction it's almost just meant to terrify you um or give you the feeling like you're gonna I mean, they really had it right when they called it madness it is madness yeah <laughs> the whole thing's madness um, and i don't learn a thing about flying from yeah. goofy sky okay well let's be clear i think the you're not i mean goofy's not gonna teach you anything about almost anything. i know i know and that's my fault for being you know for taking him at his word. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think that I was going to say that with that attraction, that I think I, I still think that they should take that part of the the park there where they have cocoa stuff and just make it a cocoa section of Pixar Pier. The only issue I have with that then is that what do you do with the Little Mermaid that's sort of nearby to that? Not to mention the Silly Symphony swings, the Jellyfish ride, and then the Golden Zephyr, which have nothing to do with cocoa. I sort of feel all. like Little Mermaid is not longed for that park, which is too bad because I like it. I do too, but I, I'm trying to envision a scenario in which I think that that I think that that park is going to become Pixar slash Marvel. That's kind of going to be its thing, which makes sense because of you know Little Mermaid sort of sandwiched between like Cars and the rest of the Pixar stuff. You know, it's like in that kind of area where it's like there. It's weird because. Before they went to Pixar Pier, they introduced cars, and now there's a Pixar Pier. So it's like, well, you've got this Pixar area, and then if you go across the way here, you've got now this cars area, which is Pixar. So it's weird. And maybe it's just because we're boxed into thinking of parks as like, especially with Disneyland, like, this is Tomorrowland. You don't see any Tomorrow stuff in Fantasyland because that's Fantasyland. You don't see fantasy stuff in New Orleans Square, you know. And uh, we're boxed into thinking, maybe we don't have to think about it that way. Yeah, I think Disney World is less like that. I think there's Magic Kingdom um, that has its defined lands, but then a thing like Hollywood Studios is a little more fluid, I, I would say. Um, a thing like Epcot, certainly. I don't know. It's hard to say if, if we're thinking about it in a way that it doesn't need to be thinked about. Like Maybe, the, it, maybe this could be a different thing um, where the lands don't have to be as co- cohesive. I don't know. Yeah, I, I see. I see it similarly. I think, but what I'm also seeing is that they started with this California theme, and they're slowly working it out or trying to transform it. Um, the the Paradise Pier is is Pixar Pier because the pier remains, you know, as relevant to well, the, the California thing, to the California part, because that's a pier. The pier but thing is like a California thing, I guess. I could see a situation. I mean, the only problem with getting rid of pier ever is that you'd have to get rid of the water because it is on the water, and pier makes sense. Uh, and then World of Color would have to sort of go away too, which is an awesome show that there's no way they could get rid of because it's so popular. Please and, don't ever do that. Uh, so maybe they won't get rid of Pixar Pier, but it does feel like the kind of name that would, you know, they would transition out of at some point. I, but they've invested so much they money into that. I don't yeah. think that there's any chance. But like, then Goofy Sky School just doesn't really fit there. Doesn't fit there. I, I think, yeah, yeah. I just think they're trying to work things out slowly over time. As I mean, now it's going to take longer because of financial issues. I'm sure that have hit them pretty hard. Well, if they're going to start charging people fifteen hundred dollars for annual passes, then they're going to get that money right back. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> Do you think they'll allow for the payment system still, payment plan? 
for passes. Yeah, I don't know. I heard that was a big, big deal as to why there were so many pass holders. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I, uh, I still want them to do a Coco section at the, I guess, between... I don't know. Is that, that's the west end towards a Paradise Pier. Like, uh, Here's the thing. It would be I, really cool. They could do a great... I would like if they... Here's the thing. I don't... I'm not, like, clamoring for a cocoa section just because, like, if you could do something original, that's fine, too. Um, but if you're going to make it a half-baked cocoa section, which is what they've done, just make it a full-baked cocoa section. Like, well, don't I mean, do this halfway just thing. just so much you could do with food, with music, well, They have a restaurant right there. They could make that an actual nice restaurant, like a nice Mexican yeah. restaurant. Yeah, and there's, there's a scene from, from the film. I can't describe it perfectly, but... They're essentially in this, uh, it's like a courtyard, and there's multi-level housing all mm. around it, it mm. seems. And, and it looked really cool. And I'm like, you could totally make that. It's like a town center almost Yeah. in that part of the park back there. And you walk into it, and it's, you know, well, you're, I, you, ha- you don't have the outside world beyond it. You could be in the theming of it, and you could have uh, two stories, and you, people can go up there, and they go to shops, or on the lower level is uh, restaurants, and you could have performances in the middle or on the outside of it, and you can... It could be a really cool thing over there. Well, and think of like a Mexican-themed section in a park that's in Southern California. Is it maybe? Well, it makes sense because there's so much of the population. Yeah. Is, well, uh, you, could probably yeah. Get, you could probably get a lot of people working there that uh, are authentic to the culture and like know the culture. Absolutely. Something similar to what they do at Alani, like we gonna, talked yeah, about yeah. last week, and make it a real authentic experience. And, and yeah, you could do that. That, that would be cool. Um, Especially if you're already full, your head, you've dunked your head fully into this Pixar thing, which they definitely have. I mean. Yeah. And I think you could make some kind of attraction. I don't know how it would go, but well, and if so you he, wanted to, I mean, you don't even have to, frankly. Does the cow, here's the thing I don't ever want them to get rid of. I want that section when you turn right on Buena Vista, from Buena Vista Street, the, I guess the hub area yeah. in there. I want that from there until Little Mermaid is California. That's their California area. That I makes want, sense. I just want it to stay that way. Just don't, just don't touch that. Well, yeah, Soren is too good. It's an original thing they made. They so need to turn that back to Cal- Soren over to California, though. That's one really thing do I that. just really hate. Fresh baked on YouTube, put up a. He did it for Disneyland too, but it, California Adventure. Like this is all the ride videos we have, so just ride throughs, you know. And for Soren over the world, that the video of that tower, the pair, the Eiffel Tower. There's just like so two curved. or three seats that are tolerable on that ride. Um, Soaring to Tower. Yeah, that's the best part of the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, that's really not good. And, frankly, California deserves some light on well, it because it's if cool. That's, it's really great. If if that was in the Hollywood back lot, I'd say, okay, fine, whatever. Make it whatever you want. But, I mean, not really. I'd, be, I'd still be upset. But, I mean, like, it would make more sense. It would make – it makes so little sense that they'd have that in the California section of the park which is now like the solely dedicated California section, and then be like, eh, we'll make it soaring around the world. Because why? I mean, I'm assuming they invested a lot of money in making it, so they have to justify it somehow. I could see what they're doing is is shifting it from California to just adventure-themed. Okay. (sighs) Because you have flight as aviation, uh, but also the river rafting element of Grizzly Peak. It to, it to me, it just feels like they're shifting to adventure because Smoke Jumper's Grill. I mean, what's a Smoke Jumper? I don't actually know, but I know that it's not California specific. Well, so then what happens to because that is the entrance for California, uh, the Grand Californian? Uh, what what happens there? You know, that's a whole nother thing. Grand Venturian. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. <laughs> it's like I just don't get it. 
that I don't get. Uh, I don't want them. I don't care if they change the name or say the theme is different. I want them to bring back the California, Soren over California thing. Definitely don't get rid of the attraction. Maybe later on they'll get new footage that's better. Um, and then there's no way to get rid of Grizzly Peak. It's You need your water ride like that. And it's the weenie. Yeah, absolutely. Pictures. I have some pictures of it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. If you've never been, um, well, go. I think we could say <laughs> the one thing that we both would like them to bring back if, if we were given one wish each, um, we would pick the Aladdin show. I think that's the one thing I would love for them to bring back. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. And as we've talked about, it's because of the genie. The, largely. But I also just prefer Aladdin than over, like... Yeah, I know. But without the genie, it, it's yeah, the yeah. same idea. It's yeah. the Frozen show, which is that yeah. it's just a performance version, a live performance of the film story. And, it also felt yeah. more, like, improvisational. God, is that a word? No, it's not. Improv... Not in his improvisational, improvisational, whatever. Yeah, it was more improvised from the genie. That's what I mean. Is there could be moments where the genie improvised, and I think maybe others general, as well. I almost the Frozen show is fine. It's just a little more buttoned down. It's actually more of a professional show, which is actually part of the problem with it. And so it, for me, like I just don't like it as much because it's like I see it once and I don't ever have to see it again. The yeah. Aladdin show felt like you could see something different every time you went. Actually. Um, yeah yeah like something a little bit different and uh i also just appreciate the music from aladdin more well and you don't get much aladdin in the parks yeah i mean especially now they got rid of aladdin's oasis which i never really did but it's like i think it's gone or and, yeah it's at least like on the way out so pretty sure it's it's gone with tropical hideaway it's hard to say there. i haven't been to disneyland in so long it's been almost a year You're now. forgetting how everything lays is laid out and when it showed up yeah it's uh it's got to be gone because there's no it's tiki room yeah. Tropical Hideaway. Okay, so um, wish list. California, uh, Soaring Over California needs to just stay. Be there. Well, come back it. and then stay. It, it came back before they closed, and I think it was there when they closed. At, like, they were like, oh, for a limited time, just keep it there. And then the Aladdin show, which is not coming back ever. I, I, I've i come to terms with that, but if, if I could have something come back, that would be it. Um, and then... Monsters Inc. My con- See, here's a thing that really doesn't make sense. You've got Pixar Pier, and then you've got this Monsters Inc. Right, that's like miles away from it. It's yeah. like that. Really, I mean, you want to talk about Cars Land not being cohesive with the Pixar Pier? What What is Monsters? Well, Inc. What they doing? should do is uh, when you exit the attraction from uh, Monsters Inc., you uh, go through a door and you uh, you're on uh, Pixar Pier. That would be really cool. Just actually. like the ride. I thought about that. <laughs> right as you were saying, that'd be really cool if they yeah. could somehow do. They if they had it like go under the park, <laughs> like they but had to go all the way under. <laughs> they should have built it knowing they have Pixar Pier. You know, I heard that in Hollywood Studios, I think it was Rock and Roller Coaster. Maybe before they built Rock and Roller Coaster, they were going to build a roller coaster, a Monsters Inc. roller coaster, where you like went through the doors, the doors and stuff, yeah. or something like that. It was going to be that scene. And they ultimately decided not to do it because they wanted something more adult. But God, that'd be so cool if they did that. Yeah, that'd be so yeah. cool. I, I mean, if they if they knocked down that whole Hollywood backlot area and then made it a roller coaster for Monsters Inc., that's a different story. That's something I could get behind. What if they had it be it a roller coaster that indoor, went under the park <laughs> and then went came up over, like you went through a door and then you were on Pixar. I feel Pier. like you'd have to build the park elevated <laughs> so you could manage that. Oh, this is impossible. This well, is Elon Musk I'm, could do it with his boring company. Yeah. You've heard of that? Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Building a, a, 
yeah, underground. He's he was talking about building an underground like subway system or something like that or, or highway. It's anyway. a hi- yeah, it's like an underground highway or something. Yeah, uh-huh. he did it in Vegas, I guess. Anyway, uh, yeah, they, they have to do a, either an indoor coaster for that over there or it's again. It, this is not happening. This I would is love it though. It'd be kind of cool. Love, yeah, you take it for sure. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Cha- transforms that ride, brings a lot more attention to the the movie. And you can watch the movie and say, look, we did that. We can do that at the park, yeah. you know. Imagineering sucks. <laughs> These ideas are way better. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, they do have an Avengers campus opening up. That that could be interesting. I mean, we've talked about um, how the IP coming to the parks is sort of concerning. I mean, there's a lot of Star Wars now. There's a lot of Marvel. It's just a lot, a lot of it. And there's so much less real estate in california than there is in in uh in florida that it's just like man it's it's starting to become such a big percentage of the park are these things that aren't originally disney and so we see that with marvel they're they're not even like pixar is more original to the disney company because they've been kind of with each other for the whole ride but uh yeah these are just they're science fiction films coming into the parks and sort of starting to dominate I, i i'm picturing a future in which they will dominate a lot of the merchandise and attractions. Yeah. And you then like we lose things like the Flix Fun Fair, that area anyway. Yeah. Which was admittedly not something everybody liked, but it served its purpose and I, I think Disneyland people who went to Disneyland a lot, I think really liked it. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about um Heimlich's Choo Choo Train, aside from my dad, who's just you know Well, it's not a good ride. Kids would like it who can hardly go on anything. But it's also goofy and, and funny. There, it had a charm to it. Heimlich himself is goofy and funny, and he's the like narrator or something through the ride, so it's fun. Yeah. That ride is charming. There's yeah. nothing charming about, as good as it is, there's really nothing charming about Mission Breakout. It's just not a charming ride. It's not. It's a fun ride. It's a thrilling ride, but it doesn't have charm. It doesn't have a, you know, that's something about Disneyland. Like, there are rides out there that just have a little bit of a charm to them that you don't, um, that you don't get anywhere else, and... I don't think there's really anything like that in California Adventure, even though it's across the Esplanade. Not anymore, you know. Speaking of the Esplanade, do you remember going to the park when they had the California letters out there in front of the, the turnstiles? 2005, specifically. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's when we went, huh? Yeah, that was interesting. That they that just was only four years after the park opened. I didn't even know at the time. I didn't conceptualize it yeah, that way. That is interesting. I can't even imagine those being there now. And they had. The Golden Gate Bridge, which the monorail went through, I yeah, think. Yeah, 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 yeah. How Just, odd. Yeah, it's it's weird. And then they had this, I don't even remember the full layout anymore, but there was maybe a restaurant restaurant or a shop that was in like an old train car or something out near where the airplane, the biplane is on the ground where yeah. I think Mickey is there for pictures or maybe one of the, any one of the those people. So. Not people, not people. <laughs> so many things have so many things have changed and yeah that whole like golden they, see like those are i think good changes like the golden gate bridge thing was kind of tacky yeah yeah uh, definitely and especially um, when you've been to the real one you're like this is not the same not, like, not in any way it doesn't even scale to like the same way <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of just like we're going to slap this bridge here um it's not something you expect from disney you expect it better and uh, i think they're doing better now but there's just some things that I'm like, oh gosh, like, please just. So well, okay. So in terms of earlier, I mentioned that they might be phasing out California aspects of the 
the park and one of the things that I'm thinking that can't stay that long is the Pacific Wharf area. I just thought about that too. Yeah, gosh, why though? <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, the food there is really good, and you have very uh, different options. So maybe they'll keep the options available to us in some other form. Um, but it's really, I don't see how it it lasts unless you connect it to the the pier in a stronger way. Before it was, it was all sort of like this is the Pacific Wharf, and then that's the pier, Paradise Pier. Yeah, but uh, maybe they'll shift it to Pixar somehow, which would actually connect Cars Land to Pixar Pier. Well, really, that very well. The Pacific Wharf is really like San Francisco themed. San um, Francisco, Big Hero Six. <laughs> oh, hey, don't don't give me ideas. <laughs> but it, but it is though. It's like this theme of like yes. And the problem is, is that is so far from what we've now dubbed sort of the California area where there's Grizzly Peak, it's it's, it's not very close. It's, it is much closer to Pixar Pier. It's basically touching it. So it's like, yeah, do, do they end up changing that? And I love the bread bowls you can get there, and even, like, the Mexican and Chinese food there isn't terrible. Like, it's it, it's got decent food there. But at least it gives you the options, too. Yeah, yeah, And beer. You can get so much beer. Yeah. Yeah, if you're um, into that thing. And, and mar- yeah. margaritas there as well. Yeah, the I think there are other wharfs. I think there's a Fisherman's Wharf in Monterey Bay or something like that. So it's an amalgamation of different. Oh, there's Ghirardelli there too. Works, yeah, Ghirardelli. That is the San Francisco thing for sure. Ghirardelli Square. Yeah, but uh, boy, I'd, and then Boudin, Boudin. I, I, no, 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 it's not that, is it? It's but the bakery anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah I just see it has to change, or they're going to get rid of it and transform it in a complete, complete way. What's the, what is that? Thematically, there? I think they have to at some point. That bakery, what is it called? There's a list here, but uh, there's a Mission Tortilla Factory that 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 is gone now. It's not La Brea. No, it's the bakery tour is all they call it. Um, then that could be all it is. I mean, frankly, that is Boudin, what you, it is hosted by Boudin. Oh, okay, yeah, it is hosted Boudin, by Boudin or Boudin, Boudin. I don't even know. For the French, am I right? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> not into it. Broche buns, <laughs> ice cream sundae. Yeah. Okay, so World of Color is your favorite thing you've ever had in your life, right? So it is my favorite nighttime show that Disney yes. has ever done. And it is incredible. And that's yeah. one thing that California Adventure gave us for sure. And I think that was in 2008-ish. I think or, that or, it's... No, 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 2010. I think that... What I'm reading. I think that World of Color is California Adventure's greatest contribution to the Disney company. To Disney-dom. Yes. Yeah. Do you uh, agree yeah. with that? Yeah, it's one of the strongest things you can experience it any of the parks in my opinion having gone to only several it's beautiful still. it's versatile like you can do all sorts of you can change it for celebrations pretty easily um it doesn't require actors so you don't have to train people to do things you can just change the show uh it's 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 got a good seating area unlike like fantasmic to me is is a fun show but the seating in, in disneyland is just a, a disaster um I mean, yeah, absolutely. The I'm just thinking of how spectacular it is to take pictures of at different stages. The whole the whole Paradise Bay is really awesome. Yeah, like they, I think they've tried water shows like it in some capacity projection um, in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, and they'll try it with Fantasia in some ways, but it just doesn't come across the same way. They yeah. can do so much more with the technology they've developed for the World of Color. It's really incredible, all the way yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah, I love World of Color. I, I I don't think that ever goes anywhere. They might it might change over the years. They might add and subtract things, but I don't think it's going anywhere. That's uh, yeah. 
Yeah. What about Mickey's Fun Wheel, whatever it's called now? I Oh, you can speak to that. I've never ridden it. Uh, I think it? it's Pixar Pal Around. Okay, yeah, yeah. I will never ride it. I but, have never ridden it. But as something that's in the park, I mean, it definitely contributes to that, that picturesque Paradise Bay thing going oh, on. Oh, I have a picture that I'll put on Instagram if I haven't already yeah, by the time this posts, and it's beautiful. Um, I mean, it has to be there. It's, it's well, great. It, the, it the ride itself. Is, the, the ride, if you're far enough back, that you can get a picture of just it all reflecting off the water. Um, oh, you can? Yeah, like, so if the sun's in the right spot, the, the, the pal around will reflect off the water. Is it like uh, when you're going across the bridge about to enter Pixar Pier from yeah, under that, that sign? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can Luxo see Lamp. it just... <clears throat> it, you've got the the uh, Incredicoaster and then you've got the Pixar Pal around and they're just reflected on the water. You know, beautiful sky behind because, you know, it's California. So that's a great picturesque look. I mean, it's a really beautiful park in that way. So. Yeah. Well, the ride itself, uh, frankly, is quite terrifying on occasion. Yeah. So you've ridden it. Speak to it. You went on the ones that moved, right? That's right. Uh, it's swinging gondolas. Maybe they might be called that. If uh, they aren't, then they maybe should be. But they they they're terrifying when you come like around. So you can be, you could be at the top and you're sort of just sitting there. You might swing yeah. back and forth from the momentum from before when you arrived at that spot on the uh, on the go round. Because they do stop and pick people up while you're still on there. You do several rotations, and but when you come like when you come down or when you come up on a curve, you know from the bottom to the middle, yeah, like uh, from six o'clock to nine o'clock on a clock. When you're in the nine o'clock, that transition, you you're swinging back and forth. You're out towards the edge. You're like, oh god, looking out. I don't it's, even want to think about it's that. It's terrifying, but you also know like you're not going to fall out. How long are you on that thing? Before you can get off. It was like 15, I think I went with Michaela actually. Yes, you did. It was like 15 minutes or maybe 20 max, but. I'm not interested. Because they do stop and pick people up. Exactly. And yeah. I'm not interested in that. Yeah, boy. It's, I would go on it again for sure. You get a, a great view over the park. That's yeah. for sure. Especially when you're not, when you're not swinging. You don't have to be on the swinging ones. Uh, that's a great option as well. Um, we need to talk about Buena Vista Street because yeah. it's really cool. It's cool. I like that they decided to change it over to that. I love Buena Vista Street. I think it's a great look. I think it's better. I think it's superior to the, the whatever Hollywood Boulevard that they have in, uh, I don't even know if that's what it's called, but if they, I think it's supposed to be sort of akin to Hollywood Studios. Like it's a, it's a type of Main Street, but it's different. In Florida. Yes. Yes. Um, and I definitely prefer Buena Vista Street. I think and it's, it's an homage to uh, Walt, him coming to Hollywood in the 1920s. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and then they've, themed the Carthay Circle restaurant carries that theme as well and yeah. there's a lot of photography of of Walt in the time and in different Disney stuff and it's really cool and uh it's it's I want to go back we got to go back to <laughs> Carthay Circle we only yeah. did that the one time yeah it's great it's really yeah. great yeah I miss it yeah well for you it's been over a year now which admittedly is less than quite a few people out there so no I'm okay you know, we were funny. very fortunate for a very long time and yeah. um i i recognize that but it's been a long time since it's been a full year since i've been to disneyland i mean that that hasn't happened in maybe like close to a decade maybe a decade i don't know yeah it's been a long time yeah yeah so i think like i told you the other day we've had our golden years at the park with the better better annual passes and then the park was not changing as much we had so it's all shifting now and it's just going to be different 
um, in different ways, and hopefully it's better. I don't know if it will be, but hopefully it is. And hopefully it's better. Um, I, they, they've, but they, the, we've seen this park can become better, and despite the COVID hiccup, which hopefully is just a hiccup in terms of their ability to continue to create and expand um, entertainment options and all that for the parks, um, they're trending upwards in yeah. Disneyland, in my opinion. What's your favorite restaurant in? It can be quick service or sit down. Favorite restaurant in California Adventure? Well, it would have been maybe the Crab Cove. What was it? The, you remember that one? The place with the... It's now Pixar uh, Lamplight Lounge. Mm, it was... Uh, yeah. Oh, man. It's... Uh, gosh, what was uh, that called? I Not Crab Cove. No. It was called... Um, oh, goodness. Uh, keep talking. <laughs> well, that would have been my pick because I like the subtle, you know, uh, boardwalk beach theme. But I also like Lamplight Lounge a little bit. Um but it, there's not many restaurants. Do you have it? Cove Bar. Cove Bar. And Grill, maybe. They, oh, they had little um, Ariel's. Grotto under, was right next yeah, to it. It's a different thing. That though. was the downstairs part. Now it's all one thing. It's Lamp right. Lounge. Uh, so that's got good options. I've only been there maybe once or twice, so I can't really speak to that. It might actually have to be the restaurant itself is Carthay Circle, but food options. I, I really like the Pacific Wharf with the bread bowl yeah. options. But there's actually quite a lot that's good to eat there now. Yeah, I, smoothies comes Smoosh, to my mind. I love smoothies. For holiday because, stuff. Yeah, they just do a really good job with that, man. Ward Wieners does a good job, too. Uh, Corn Dog Castle. I actually don't know if there's a restaurant in California Adventure that's like, just, I don't go there because I don't like it. Smoke Jumper's Grill. is It's just a basic place where you're going to get burgers yeah, and fries no, and stuff. But I really like Flo's, too. Well, that's what I thought of is now there's Cars Land stuff too. Yeah, Flows is good. Yeah. And it's a great, it is a great park. You know, it's a great park for food. And those are all different, by the way. Like Flows isn't good the way that Carthay Circle is good. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different. So I'm yeah, not yeah. comparing them one to one. But I, that's what I'm saying is they're trending upward in that park. And then overall, that makes the resort more attractive. And I hope it continues. I think they can. What about Pixar Pier? Have they added any? They did do the chicken stand, which I don't remember the name of. Yeah. They have like a. a so it's sort of like a place where you can get like almost like Slurpees too. They're like like smoothies that the former ice cream place, yeah, soft yeah. serve place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What else do they have? They have like a churro stand there, but that's not. Although they do have some odd churros that are like, and they had the um, well, the place you're thinking of actually is um, the abominable, or I think they call it the adorable snowman. Actually. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, so they have that. That's interesting. I mean, oh, it's cookie, nom nom cookie, cookie nom nom, whatever it's yeah. called. They've Those got are, a lot, it's a lot yeah. of stands, but that's, you know, to the pier theme, I think. So, yeah. And see, they, they used films to yeah. make food options. And to me, it worked really well with Pixar and I can, I want to have them do Coco. <laughs> what about your favorite attraction? Favorite attraction. Can we do a was, is? Sure. What yeah, it was. That. It probably was Tower of Terror. No. Tower of Terror or Soarin' Over California. Okay. But it now could be, it could be Incredicoaster. I quite I quite enjoy that one. I like the, I would really want to ride it at night if I could do it. Yeah. Every time, because it's kind of cooler. But I like the incredible soundtrack on it. I think it's fun. It is In, an incredible soundtrack. Yeah. The... <laughs> Well, that was that. offensive. No, the uh, it's it's incredible, and the soundtrack is incredible, and Incredicoaster. So, <laughs> mine is uh, definitely Mission Breakout, but that's in part because I I just can't ride the Incredicoaster without getting deathly ill. I was thinking Mission Breakout, but specifically Monsters After Dark. Mm, it's all yeah. fun, frankly, but uh, that one's a special edition that we get. Yeah, during Hall uh, Halloween, 
let's see is there the grizzly peak doesn't appeal to you as i don't ride it every time i go in fact i don't think i've ridden it in like three years if you didn't get wet but like if you didn't get soaking wet if you got just a little bit a little bit of a splash like splash mountain in, in florida yeah w- would you enjoy that ride more often would you go more yeah, often? oh yeah i think i would too I, the whole reason i don't go is because i don't want to get soaked like that that ride really it whereas can, with splash yeah. mountain it's like three out of ten times you get wet like really wet like really wet yeah with Grizzly Peak, it feels like it's eight out of ten times, and I just oh, Radiator Springs Racers. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That's my favorite ride. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it. Probably is that, and then for me, Incredicoaster, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. on. I forgot about it. it. That feels like a different park almost. It's which, so bizarre. Which means we haven't even talked about that land very much. But it's an exceptional land. I think everyone who's been there knows that. Well themed, beautiful at night, especially. It's just a wonderful place. To probably be. one of the first things to really cement that park as an attractive one yeah i think and so then too they built around that it's just it's so it scaled perfectly to what the film pro- provides us that was the beginning of the transformation i would say to something that is really enjoyable the, the park well itself. they had world of color in 2010 and i think 2012 was when cars land opened mm. uh in between it looks like it was uh little mermaid opened up in 2011 so yeah, about 2010, 2012, when you get World of Color, Cars Land, those are the big ones. Uh, as we talked about it before, the lighting ceremony is great. Yeah. And oh yeah. You don't always get it. I think. I don't Mo- know. You mostly do, but I've been there once when it didn't happen. And there's usually any number of reasons for that, but for the most part, it happens and it's awesome because the town kind of comes alive at that point. And yeah, great attractions. They have several for kids, right? It's the Tomaters one. I forget what it's called Luigi's now. Luigi's tire thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Peyton loves that ride. Yeah. Loves it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we've I think we've beaten California Adventure to death uh, talking about it. But, we've uh, smothered it with love. I'm ready for 20 <laughs> more years of California Adventure and, and uh, to see what it holds um, when they reopen and Avengers Campus comes. and. Um, yeah, let's they, see what that happens. Despite my there. trepidations of Marvel sort of taking over that park, um, which I think it's it's sort of protected from just because you know they've changed some things so recently they couldn't possibly change them to you know what i mean like cars land's here to stay pixar pier in its current iteration is here to stay so they can't really expand too far with it they could go to the hollywood backlot area but Mm -hmm. oh off the page is a good store and the animation academy is fun my favorite area had to mention those yeah yeah okay guys well thanks for joining us uh we hope the california adventure opens soon so we can enjoy it um enjoy its 20th anniversary you know outside of the parks is what we're doing now but yeah that was a bad sense but you get it we wish we could enjoy it in person but we have to enjoy it at home so that's fine all right guys thanks for joining us bye-bye